It's time to find balance and be refreshed here on Every Heart, Every Woman. Every Heart, Every Woman. Get ready for uplifting music and inspiring interviews. Every Heart, Every Woman. Let's get motivated to move forward as we share our life experiences. Carla Nivens. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Before we jump into our interview for today, we're going to set the tone like we always do with some worship music. This is Rejoice, Just Do It. It is performed by DJ Law. Sit back and enjoy. Rejoice. Just do it. Rejoice in the Lord, my Lord. Rejoice. Rejoice. Just do it. Already, I know he brought me through. Oh my God. Loving, loving your precepts. Precepts. It's freedom like recess. Living blessed, the best. What peace says. And peace says, I'm eat what he says. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Following your statutes. Walking out to be attitudes. One hundred. Rick Franklin, some chase two. I clue, got rules. He's my pursuit. Whatever's true, right, and lovely, lovely, noble, and rule not ugly. Yes, sir. Pure, excellent, praiseworthy, worthy. I'ma focus on these. Just do it like Nike. Rejoice, rejoice. We just do it. Rejoice in the Lord, my Lord. Love your precepts. precepts. It's freedom like recess. Living blessed, the best. What peace says. In pieces, I'm eat what he says. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Following your statutes. Walking out to be attitudes. 100. Rick Franklin, some chase too. I clue. Got rules. He's my pursuit. Whatever's true, right, and lovely. Just do it. Rejoice in the Lord, my Lord. 
Welcome back to the show, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. I hope you enjoyed Rejoice, Just Do It. That is available everywhere you download music. It is performed by DJ Law. Our show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can find out all of the great information about Love Ministries as you go to their website. Go to loveministriesbills.org. You can also go to my website at carlanivens.com. Carla is spelled with a K. Nivens is N-I-V-E-N-S. We are um, very excited to jump into our interview for today. We are welcoming for the first time to the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show, Miss Kwanzaa Gaines. Kwanzaa is a CEO and board certified phlebotomy instructor, owner and creator of Clinical Links. Well, first of all, Kwanzaa, welcome to the show. We're so glad that you're here. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, you are um, a friend of the show, our friend of the show, Courtney Kelly. She, Courtney is, uh, has been a dear friend of mine for years. She's actually on um, my board and has run my life for so many, so many years. By that, what I mean is she tells me what I need to do and then I'm, I'm too scared to cross her. So I just do what she says. So that's what I mean by that. She uh, she gives me great advice and great opinions. And so you are her cousin, Kwanzaa, and um, she she sent me your information and she was like, you have to have Kwanzaa on your radio show. So we're oh, we're glad that you're here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Thanks, Courtney. <laughs> right. <laughs> She can hook people up. I love it. And so she's also um, recommended that we had her sister and another cousin um, on the show. And we had such a great time with them. So we're looking forward to our conversation today. Great. Um, First of all, I guess you have to tell us what phlebotomy is. I know what it is. And, and what's a funny story, the reason why I know at Love Ministries, one of our young, young, young kids, she, and she was probably, I don't know, maybe five or six. Um, she saw it on a, um, on a cartoon and we were talking about what you want to be when you grow up. And she said, I want to be a phlebotomist. And all the older kids in her family just, I mean, laugh, like fell out of their chairs laughing because they thought it was a made up word. And, mm. but she was sitting there like serious. She was like, no, I want to be a phlebotomist. And so we looked it up for the kids and explained and kind of, you know, projected like a picture up on the screen for everybody. And we asked her, we were like, how in the world did you come up with that? And she said, I saw it on, on a cartoon and that's what I want to be when I want to grow up. So when I grow up. So first of all, tell us what is phlebotomy? Phlebotomy is the process of accessing blood through the vein, which is called venipuncture. And this is the way uh, doctors are able to diagnose patients to try to figure out what's going on. So we are in high demand and we are considered essential workers. I was going to say, I can imagine right now, 
Yes, you most definitely are um, essential yes. workers. I'm sure have been throughout the years, but right now for sure. Yeah. And so your company is called uh, Clinical Links. So tell us, first of all, what is Clinical Links? And um, just, you know, give us the background of that. Okay, so Clinical Links started off as a phlebotomy training program. I chose the name Clinical Links because I didn't want to just be, you know, uh, stuck to that program. I wanted to broaden it a little bit. So anything dealing with the medical field that I train for falls under the link. So that's why I came up with the name Clinical Links. Um, we started off doing only phlebotomy training. But now I do a CPR certification. I do a national phlebotomy recertification. I do um, paramed examiner, which is mobile phlebotomy. Um, and I have something else I'm working on right now. But for the most part, that's what I'm doing. Okay. But and so you saw, and, and evidently you just saw a need in, in your field, Um to have more trainers and more and different programs so that people can get into it. Correct. Yeah. Um, I've been in this field about, I want to say about 22 years. So I know it like the back of my hand. Um, and I chose to start the provide me training program because I'm an expert in this field. I don't have to ask questions. I already know I've been in the field for a very long time. So I know when I'm teaching, I'm teaching correctly. I don't have to second guess you know, am I doing this right? Or, you know, what's the correct way to do it? Because I have knowledge of this field because I've been in, like I said, 22 years. Yeah. And what originally drew you into, into this world? Well, growing up, I know I didn't want to work nights, weekends, hurricanes, or holidays. <laughs> so I know I had to do something. To be in the medical, to you know, to be in the medical field. Um, I'm a people's person. I tried working at McDonald's a while ago when I was in school, um, because my friends were working, and my mom was like, "Well, no, you know, you don't have to work. They're working because they have to. It's like your main focus is school right now." So I say that to say, working at McDonald's, I kind of figured like, mm, I don't think this for me. No, I mean, because. They want the hamburger a certain kind of way. If you make a mistake and put the mayonnaise and they don't want the mayonnaise and they're sending it back and call, oh, she did. So it wasn't for me. <laughs> it wasn't for me. So like I said, I wanted something that I didn't have. I wanted to be in the medical field and I didn't want to work nights, weekends, hurricanes, or holidays. So um, I started off doing medical assistant. Um, I paid a few jobs as a medical assistant, but it got boring. So I wanted to do something else. So when I went to school, I was trained for medical assistant and phlebotomy. So I decided, well, I've been doing medical assistant for a while, so let me branch out to phlebotomy. And here I am, yeah, 22 years yeah. later. I see. So what, I mean, this is kind of, it's, it's such a unique business, I think. Now, I know that I'm in a whole nother field, a whole nother world than you are, but it's such a unique idea to say, you know, I'm going to open up um, clinical links and I'm going to start, you know, training people. What what did you see that made you come up with this idea to not only be in the field, but now become a trainer and, and make that your business? 
Um, of course, being on the other side, um, drawn and working with um, other employees. It wasn't, I, I won't say, I wouldn't say criticized, but I saw there's a need for different, like the different techniques on how they're, you know, they're doing, the, they're drawing the blood. Um, and sometimes, I mean, it wasn't correct. It wasn't the way I was taught. So by me being on the other side, like I said, um, I'm like, eh, no, I think, you know, the field, it needs my help. They need my help. Mm-hmm. So I decided to clinical okay okay and i because i know that can be um very tricky uh I, I just know from experience you know trying to draw blood on different people um i know you have to know different methods i guess you know that might work for for because every individual is not the same i guess that's my point is that how it is exactly exactly um yeah. What helped me, this was, I want to say, kind of when I started out, the motto was, go get the blood. I don't care how you get it. Get it and bring it back. So at that time, I was working a lot of overtime. So I'm like, well, if I don't get this, you know, they're not going to let me work overtime. They're not going to pay me to do a job and I can't perform a job. So somebody else has to do the job because I can't do it. So I'm like, uh. so after that experience, I'm like, okay, they say get it. I don't care how you get it, just bring it back. But of course, you don't need to cut the people of, of things like that. So mm-hmm. ever since then, I've been on a roll with it. Yeah, yeah. And now in my everyday um, life, I work, I work for, well, I can't, I'm not going to say the company, but I'm in a doctor's office and I draw blood. I can count the times, if any, on one hand that someone had to go behind me to recollect blood within the past 22 years. Mm-hmm. And it's not for everybody. I have students that come, you know, I guess they're looking at it like, okay, it's, it's a, um, something in the medical field. Or my cousin did this and my cousin did this or my aunt or uncle or friend. So let me try to do it. But it, it's really not for everybody. Okay. It's not. And, and, and is that because, um, is, it, is it some people have the personality for it? Or some people have the drive to figure out the best way, um, you know, the, the best techniques or, or what makes one person a better fit and the other person, mm, not so much. Yeah, some people, some people just don't get it. I mean, you know, you can, they can practice over and over and over again and it's just not for them, meaning excess in the veins. Um, some people, of course, everyone knows to go here in the middle of the elbow, go to the top to get blood. But that's not the only way you can access, access the blood. You can do the hand. You can do the side. So when I'm teaching them, I teach them different ways and different methods to not just rely on this part. Mm-hmm. It's other ways you can get the blood. So if you don't get it here, it's like, okay, you have you only have two tries. So you take the patient the first time and don't work and you need to figure out your next move or where you're going to go to access the veins to get the blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have some some students, they, they're they eager. Some like, uh, you know, it's not for me or but I hate the fact that they're spending money to find out that it's not for them. So that's some downfall of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so is it, is it kind of, you know, you, you're trying in one spot and you need to decide 
from what happened the first time to figure out what is the best spot for me to actually get the blood from on the next, on the second try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it, it does take some, it takes some, um, you know, kind of background information and knowing what's best, you know, in the, what what's worked in the past and, and that kind of thing. You need to follow your training and your intuition and, and that kind of thing. Correct. Yeah. So I can imagine that you have opportunities to um, connect with patients. And I I can imagine that you have to have some level of being like a people person and outgoing and and talking to people, maybe even putting people at ease, right? Because not everybody is okay with, you know, uh, their, their blood being drawn. So talk to us about you know, the types of things that it, that it takes as far as your personality to make connections with people. Um, with the personality, you definitely have to be a, have to be a people's person. Um, you have to be able to take constructive criticism. Um, you can't be afraid. Of course, you can't show the patient that you're afraid because if you show them, they're going to have second thoughts about, wait, hey, she's about to take a needle on me and she's unsure of, her, you know, of herself. She's unsure herself. So, I mean, you have to be knowledgeable about this because you're dealing with people's veins. Um, if not, if you don't do it correctly, you can uh, cause a hematoma, which is the big, the bruising, other being a puncture site. You can collapse a vein. You can blow a vein. You can go through the vein. Um, you have to be able to decipher between an artery and a vein, which is the artery is a pulse. It beats like the heart. Um, a vein is when you press it, it's bouncy. So you just have to, you know, know what you're looking for. And like I said, if you show the patient that you're nervous or scared, they're going to be scared. Like, oh, look, she's about to stick a needle at me. Like I said, she's unsure. So you have, and you have to have confidence. You have to have confidence. When you walk in that door, you have to walk in there knowing, okay, I'm going to get this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the thing about this is, I mean, it you're describing you know, what you do, and I'm thinking in comparison to other areas, you know, this is, what I like about it is in the body of Christ, there are so many things that you can do. So, um, and everyone needs to take the time to figure out, you know, what's my background? What's my calling? What are the things that I like to do? And then how can I use that to help uh, help other people, help build up other people. And so do you, do you, is there a sense that this is like your ministry and your calling and like you are in the right place and doing, um, using the skills that God has made you to, to, um, to help others and to serve others? Yeah. 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 That's, that's important. Um, and that's, a, that's an important message for, for everyone. And what I like about this, when I honestly, when Courtney, you know, sent this to me and said, you need to have Kwan's on, on your show so she can tell your story. Um, this is one area that I'm sure maybe young people aren't even thinking about. Um, maybe people don't even know about it. Like that funny story that I shared about mm-hmm. the love ministries, the young lady. And she mm-hmm. said that she said, I want to be a phlebotomist. And Literally, uh, all her older siblings, they, they just laughed at her. 
you know, and they just thought that is a made up word. Well, she doesn't even, and they kept telling her, stop saying that word, stop saying that. And, but she, yeah, you know, she had looked it up and she knew, knew um, what it was. And so we have to do, number one, we have to do research to find out about, you know, all kind of different things. And, but you have taken the next step and started your own business and started training people. So what went into you getting to the place where you're, you know, like you can train, you're certified to train and um, that kind of thing that they, because people get, people get certifications from like the state, right? Mm -hmm. So what, what went into that, um, you know, of you getting to the point where, you are, um, you know, qualified to train and certified to train others and know, and know the process of what to do. Um, like I said, I've been in the business about, well, in the field about 22 years. Um, so I had the experience and of course the expertise to do this. I took, um, it was an instructor course Mm -hmm. I took and I was thinking about it for a while, but I was just trying to you know, the right place I wanted to go. Um, so I did choose one and I wanted to be board certified. That's what I was looking for, one of the main things I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And I found it and I went on with the course and I completed the course, passed the course and here I am mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of times, you know, ideas are kind of just that simple. And maybe even sometimes we pass up on, pass up on ideas um, thinking it's got to be, you know, there's got to be something else to this, right. but, um, and, and I'm sure you run into people who want to take your class and want to take your programs and things like that. And, um, you are, you know, providing a need in, in, you know, in the community that, um, you know, m- now making it available for people to take advantage of this where, uh, whereas before maybe they wouldn't have had the opportunity. So um, one of the things I'm thinking is, are you able to, um, you know, for our listeners that are listening, are you able to um, go and and speak to young people and share about, share with them this particular field of phlebotomy? Um, Before COVID, I was able to do, you know, more, but due to COVID, you know, everything is limited right now. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm just thinking more more young people need to know, you know, need to know about this and need to know that um, this is a field that they can go into. And one of the things that I like when you said that you wanted to be in the medical field, but you didn't want to have to work, you know, through the <laughs> the holidays <laughs> and all that. And you added the hurricane. So <laughs> what makes you add hurricanes in your list of things that you don't want to work through? Because I see some, well, some people, well, depending on, let me take that back, depending on, like, of course, if you're in a hospital, you have team A, team B, or whatever um, role you are in the hospital. So, of course, you know, like, say team A tonight, they have to stay team B, you know, they flip-flop. So, I, I know that's, I didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't. I definitely, I, I want to be with my family during the hurricane. There we go. That's it. <laughs> she said, I want to be with my family during the hurricane. <laughs> not on the job yeah (laughs) 
I like it. And and I understand because those are the kinds of things that you need to consider when you're going into something. Well, what what is it? Uh, what are the requirements? And am I willing to separate from my family during whatever? You know. Oh, and I forgot. I didn't want to work weekend. I wanted weekends off. I wanted a nine to five or eight to five off every weekend and holiday. Okay. So so you don't have to work the weekends at all in this field. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I mean, no, in phlebotomy, you, you have to work weekends depending on where, where you work. Okay. Okay. Meaning like like the hospitals and, you know, uh, dialysis centers and stuff like that because mm-hmm. they're open 24 hours. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's a good, that's a good, um, you know, kind of a good way to decide what you want to do, what you don't want to do. So, you think about what you don't want to do first and then say, this is what right. I'm going to do. Okay, so it's time for us to take a break, Kwanzaa. We'll take a break and we'll get back to talking more about clinical links. We'll be right back. Every heart, every Every Heart, Every Woman, the show where women find balance, peace, and inspiration. Now let's get back to the show with your host, Carla Nivens. Welcome back to the show, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Our show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can find out all of the great information about Love Ministries as you go to their website. Go to loveministriesbills.org. You can also go to my website, CarlaNivens.com. Carla is spelled with a K. Nivens is N-I-V-E-N-S. And uh, we are excited as many of you reach out to us as a result of hearing our show. Um, Love Ministries is continuing its programming through uh, COVID and we've pretty much moved everything online or have moved everything online. And so our programming um, still going strong and growing. So um, reach out to us. Um, and we still have opportunities for people to volunteer uh, via Zoom. And so re- reach out to us for sure. Well, we're having um, a great conversation talking about this very unique idea with Miss Kwanzaa Gaines. She is a CEO and a board certified phlebotomy instructor. She's also the owner and creator of Clinical Links. And uh, so number one, Kwanzaa, we thank you so much for being on the show. Um, you are just opening our eyes to a whole nother field that I'm sure so many of us have not thought about before, but you have made the transition from um, being in this field to also training other people. And, and you've, you are now um, providing like a program in a school in um, a way for people to become board certified through clinical links. So um, Kwanzaa, as we get back into our conversation, my first question is, 
I'd like to know about some of the success stories. I'm sure you get students in and they have their own background story and their own stories of success. Could you share a couple of stories with us? Sure. Um, I want to say about maybe a year or a year and a half ago, I had a student. Um, she was working in, I want to say, the service industry. So she called me up a couple of times. She'll call, schedule an appointment, don't show, call, schedule an appointment, no show. So eventually she found the last time she called, she actually came. We, uh, I went over everything with her. We did the paper uh, registration and she was eager to learn, eager to start. So when class started, she came every day, every day. She never missed a day. Um, as far as when it was time to uh, do clinical practice, being a puncture, she was always willing to stick or let someone stick her. I, ha- I have a lot of students that want to stick people or don't want them to stick. <laughs> we'll be like one that. of those people. Don't stick. <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that? Oh, goodness. No. Okay. <laughs> so... Um, after talking to her, you know, she said she had a, in the beginning, she was fearful of the field because she had no knowledge. She didn't want to do anything to hurt anyone. Um, and she really just thought that it, it was hard. So upon completing the program, like I said, she came every day. She was very attentive. She uh, did her homework, excellent grades uh, on the quizzes. Like I said, came to class, paid attention. So when she started sticking, she was like, oh, okay, it's not so bad after all. She was like, so I have a question. Are you, do you all find, no, do I, or do you all guarantee employment? I say, I'm glad you asked. I say, this is the thing. I can point you in a direction in which you need to go. But once you get there, you have to sell yourself. I'm not there on the interview. I can't answer any questions for you. I can't, you know, tell you what to say. And a lot of times they look at like, well, okay, so you can't. It's not that I don't want to. I try to help as much as I can. But like I said, you have to sell yourself. I can't sell you for you. Mm -hmm. Um, So she did get a job. She loved it. Matter of fact, she's still doing it. Um, She still enjoys doing it. Um, I get reports about her all the time. They love her. She's great. And that's, I say that to say when she started, she was like, she kept, you know, putting it off, putting it off, scheduling appointments not coming so when she decided to make the last um appointment and now she's happy she did mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I I think that probably has gone over my head even when we are having this as we are having this conversation it's gone over my head that actually when so when you're practicing this you actually have to um practice on people I guess there's no no other way around that right so the way the curriculum is set up it's for six weeks um monday through thursday from 6 p.m to 9 p.m um the first week we do um just uh it's a chapter a night Mm -hmm. um we do strictly book work the first week just to acclimate them to you know what what the program is about and what they what they need to do and what you know the do's and the don'ts so the second week they start practicing on the fake arm the mannequin arm um, weeks three through six is on each other. They start getting graded the, the fourth week. 
some get rated the third week because they feel that, you know, they're ready. And some of them are ready. But for others, it's four through six. And it's, um, um, they have to get a, mo- um, a number of six to successfully complete the program. Okay. And so, um, yeah, so, and, and eventually you, I mean, it is time for you to start actually doing the actual practice of um, drawing, drawing the book. Yeah. I think that would scare me the most if I were in the program, <laughs> if I were in the program. Right. So you don't want me. <laughs> no, uh, okay, Nick. Yeah, we don't want you, Miss Carla. No, we don't want you. No, we don't want the ones like you know. <laughs> you know, I would be good, and I love like new information. So I know that I would love to go through the book and love to, you know, learn about it. But then it, there's one point where you have to, like, it's time for you to go. It's time for you to. Well, believe it or not, they get used to it afterwards. The ones that were like that in the beginning, you know, they they get used to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. I don't know. You you don't want me, but let's talk about the people that you do want <laughs> in the program. Like what kind of background do people even have to, to have to start and then complete and be successful in this field? Actually, um, believe it or not, you don't have to have a medical background. So okay. you're coming to us for training and that's what we do. We um, help you prepare you for the phlebotomy field if that's what you want to do. Now, they have some people say that they want to do it. This is something for extra income just in case. Yeah, some people want to do it and some people want to make this their primary job. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and like I tell them, like, you're, you're here because you don't know. You're here to be trained. You're here to learn. So don't be like, oh, um, I don't have any medical field knowledge and this and that. You don't, you don't have to have knowledge of the medical field. Mm-hmm. That's what we're there for to teach you. So you're going to learn everything there is to know about phlebotomy. So upon completing the phlebotomy program, they'll be able to return to the community and find um, employment to help stimulate the local economy or just the economy, period. Yeah. And and so even like for yourself, you you listed at the at the top of the show, you listed the um you said you wanted to go into the medical field and here are the times where you didn't want to work, which includes hurricanes, which I think is hilarious. But uh, I love that. Um, but w- was there any anything that kind of steered you to phlebotomy? Did you have to look it up and figure it out yourself or? I did not. No, okay. because I started um, as a medical assistant. So I had medical background. Okay. okay. And then I transitioned to phlebotomy. Well, actually, I was doing both of them. And then I just solely wanted to do phlebotomy. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I love that. So um, how many successful um, students have you had going through your program? So up up to date? Um, Up to date, out of, and I'm roughly saying I want to say 100 or something like that, I have about half or a little under and the thing is some people aren't applying themselves um of course the resumes some of the resumes are not up to par some of them look like because I've looked at some and they were like third grade or kindergarten so no one's going to want to hire you once they see that resume 
Some of them are not professional. So I kind of help them with that as well, um, with their resume. Um, some people just take the class and it's like, okay, I took it, you know, now what? Um, some people actually, like I said, want to work in the field or looking for a job. And for the most part, they get them. Like I said, the ones who apply themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just like every other field, you know, you have to get out there. You got to tell your story. You have to share with people and you have to, you know, put yourself in a position to be to be hired. Yes. And I even get um, managers from uh, hospitals and clinics asking me, do I have anybody to send? You know, who, who would you recommend for the job? And that's a part of it. When you're in the classroom setting, all that plays a part. Your attendance, mm-hmm. um, of course, your grades. Of course, if you're you know you're sticking, if you're good with the sticking. So a lot of the places know that, you know, that'll be their first place of employment because they are just finishing class, they're just finishing school. So with that being said, um, I kind of know who to send and who not to send. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's great even for you. I mean, congratulations to you for being um, now a place where hospitals can reach out to you to, you know, seek out students who uh, really will excel, you know, in this area. Yeah, that's great. So um, can you share with us another story about um, of, of, you know, a student that came to you and um, has really blossomed? Um, in this field? Um, yeah, I had a student, she was a medical assistant. Um, she went to, she went to school for medical assistant. I want to say probably about 10 years ago or something like that, but she never can find a job as a medical assistant. Mm -hmm. So because of that, she turned to fast food because it's like she put in an application, nobody's calling you. Of course, everyone says experience needed, but how are you going to get experience if no one ever gives you a chance? Right. So with that part, it was kind of discouraging to her because, you know, she didn't have experience. So that's one of the reasons why she wasn't in call back. So she, like I said, went into a whole different field. She started doing uh, fast food. She um, started out as a crew member and she became a manager. But in the back of her mind, she knew, hey, this is not what I want to do. You know, I went to school for medical assistance. That's what that's, that's where my passion is. This is what I want to do. I don't want to do fast food. I don't want to be a manager of fast food. I want to be in the medical field. So she'll go on interviews and she'll call me and like, Juan, what do you think about this? And it's, I looked at her resume, told her, you know, what she needed to do, you know, add or take away. Um, so then she's like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead on and take your class. She said, because I've been, you know, a medical assistant for so long, I never got a job. And I'm, you know, it's aggravating, it's frustrating. So she came to my class and of course, she thought, but, you know, I'm just going, I mean, I probably, I may not get a job, you know, in Florida me. I'm just going to go because, you know, it's Kwanzaa class and I want to support her and, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So she went, she took the class and she, she did excellent. She did wonderful. And I told her she would make an awesome Florida from, you know, what I've seen. And she listened to what I told her. She took constructive, constructive criticism. She didn't take it the wrong way. You know, she used that to help her get to where she needs to be. Um, and she's working now. She's working as a phlebotomist and it's been over a year, probably like almost two years. And every day she called and she thanked me, you know, thank you, Kwanzaa. Thank you for, you know, teaching me and helping me. You know, I appreciate it. And she loves it. She enjoys it. And it's to the point now when they're short staffed on her off days, 
the manager called her to come in because, you know, she's knowledgeable about knowledgeable about phlebotomy. You know, she's good with her sticks, no complaints. So, I mean, she's doing well. Yeah, that's wonderful. And then how does, I mean, how does that affect you as, you know, you were the one that came up with this idea, followed it out, started this school, and now, you know, it's like your student's success is your success. And right. so, yeah, yeah. How, how does that how does that affect you? Or what's, you know, what swells up in you as you, you know, see see the students going out doing so well? Of course, I'm, I smile. My chest is out to here. <laughs> and I thank God every single day, every day. Um, when I started doing this, it was like, okay, I came up with the idea and it, and it happened so fast. Like, I was like, wow, like, really? Like, I couldn't believe it because I had the vision. Um, I went with my vision. And like I said, it just, it just was flowing, flowing, flowing. I'm like, uh, this can't be true. Like, this must be a dream. Um, I started off, I didn't do any loans or anything because I don't like paying people back. I wanted the money to myself. I wanted all my money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I saved up until I was able to, you know, do everything on my own. Um, so I say that to say, I, uh, I take pride in what I do. I'm very passionate. I'm not going to shortchange you. I'm going to give you my all. I'm going to give you everything I have. And that's what I expect you to do when you're, you know, at these people's place of business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want you to represent clinical links. So I don't want to be like, oh, clinical links. Oh, no, we can't have her. I'm ripping up the uh, applications, throwing away the resume, you know, from that. Um, and I'm just happy that I'm able to help in that yeah. way. Yeah. So, I mean, number one, what you just said is, uh, and, and I like to highlight leadership, especially great leadership. Um, on this radio show. And that's one of the main things that we are teaching to our our young people in Love Ministries, that great leadership, um, number one, really matters. And great leaders can influence other people to be leaders. And so what you just said as a part of your class and a part of your natural leadership abilities, you set the tone um, in your program and you let the people know that as they leave, they are representing you, you know, mm-hmm. and so they really need to get all the skills that they need to um, get and all the practice and, and be ready to go out and to do their best and actually represent clinical links, you know, yeah. um, very well. So that's good that you that you set set that tone. Um, I, I'm wondering, Kwanzaa, what, what is your what do you hope that? other people listening or or um, other business-minded individuals who have an idea and maybe they're trying to figure it out yet and they haven't pressed go. What do you hope people see in you and learn from your story? Um, you, if you, I mean, you have the dream, you have the vision, you have the goal. Execute it. Execute it. Mm-hmm. You know, stop procrastinating, get up and do what you need to do in order to start your business or um, elevate your business or whatever it may be. You have to step out on faith. You can't be scared. You know, I mean, in business, it is you're, you're taking a risk. You know, 
entrepreneurs are risk takers. Mm-hmm. So you have to be willing to take that risk, not saying, you know, it's always a risk or, it's gonna, or it may not be a risk. Like in my, in my uh, business, I don't consider me taking any risk, at least so far. I haven't taken any loss, any loss in my business. So it's not always you're losing all the time. Sometimes you come out on the winning end. Mm-hmm. And that's where I am. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it, I mean, you were saying before, it just takes, really, it, it doesn't take this huge amount of faith, you know, take some small leagues and, and, or take some small steps knowing that it just takes a mustard seed. Right. I stepped out. That's what I did. I uh, stepped out on faith the size of a mustard seed. That's all it took. And I had no clue my business was blossoming like it is now. Like it's really blossoming. Um, I have family members, friends, um, go get their blood drawn and they'll say, Oh, you know Quanz, oh yeah, Quanz with clinical links. Oh yeah, we you know, my niece went there, my cousin went there, and my sister went there. She's really good, you know. Um so here I am today and I I mean I can I have to I say my business is blessed. We're blessed. I'm blessed. Yeah, that's that's great. That's great. So that's and that's a great message to um, all those that are listening who are thinking that they want to jump into something. I always want to make sure that we are inspirational um, as well as, you know, share leadership skills and share ideas with with our listeners. Uh, One of the things that leaders and specifically business owners sometimes forget to do is to take downtime because we're working, you know, you, like you said, you, you know, most people have a nine to five job and then they've also started a business. So we forget to take downtime and forget to like recharge. And so when I take my downtime, usually I'm just trying to sit still and watch TV. Um, We also love to, to eat. So we want to try, you know, try new restaurants right now, COVID, you got to, you know, do takeaway, which is fine. But um, that's a couple of things that we do. Kwanzaa, what do you do as a business owner to um, spend some downtime? So I really have to say it. <laughs> spend money. I don't like my downtime. I want to be busy. I just spend money. That's all I do. I spend all my money. <laughs> I don't like that downtime. <laughs> oh, it's not good. That's funny. I know. Sometimes, you know, you can't help it. You're, and especially since we can't go into stores like we used to um, before, right. sometimes you're you're on that computer shopping, huh? Yes. Amazon, boutiques. Uh, Amazon is my best friend. I mean, it's ridiculous. I just, yeah, I don't need any downtime. <laughs> downtime going to cost me to be broke. <laughs> I don't like downtime. I get it. I get it. But the good part about it is because I know, I, I mean, it is good. And it's, I think it's a good thing because when I started my business, like I said, I didn't take out any loans or anything. I financed my business 100%. Mm-hmm. Therefore, all the profit comes to me. So it's not a bad thing, but it's more money that I'm spending opposed to if. I had to pay somebody the money back. I mean, I'll be spending the money the way go, but I think this it was a good, a good decision, the best decision not to have to pay anybody back because I don't like paying loans. I don't like paying people. So I don't want no loan. I don't want to borrow. I don't do none of that because I want all my money for me. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I agree. It, mm. You you get kind of uh, stingy trying to pay stuff back when it's time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah, after you work so hard, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get that. So Kwanzaa, give us your contact information. Let us know your website and social media and all that kind of good stuff. Okay, so my contact information as far as uh, social media is um, Facebook, Clinical Links. Instagram is at Clinical Links. Um, the website is www.clinicallinks.com. Um, telephone number is 504-684-9478. Love it. And Links is L-Y-N-K-S. L-Y-N-K-S. I was going to spell that wrong. I knew it had a, a Y in there, but I was going to say something else. So L-Y-N-K-S, um, yeah. clinical link. So Kwanzaa, we are um, so thankful for your time. Glad that you tuned in uh, and will join us and, and to share your story. And listeners, we, um, we really hope that you found some inspiration in this story and that you feel like even if your idea may be outside of the normal thing. I don't, you know, it blows my mind that Kwanzaa came up with the phlebotomy school. And, you know, even if your idea is outside of the norm, go ahead and try it. Step out on that mustard seed. Everyone have a great week. This is Carla Nivens. We'll see you back here next week. Thank mm-hmm. you.